Welcome back. We got another episode of the Fantasy Football Sackos lined up. You know, we're talking that week eight waiver wire goodness. That's right. We're about halfway through the season now. Um, Time to gear up for the second half, right? As everybody makes their playoff pushes. But before we get started, Alex, why are you recording outside? What the hell's going on? So some people, Jason, take vacations on this podcast and just let the other person fly solo for multiple weeks at a time. Uh, I happen to be on vacation this week and uh, I worked until 2 a.m. yesterday on a Sunday, but that's beside the point. So uh, I decided um, in the, um, you know, just because we've talked a lot about Memphis running backs uh, on the podcast yeah, and so I decided uh, to spend our all of our Sacco's money on a road trip down to Memphis to find out what's in the water in Memphis that is breeding <laughs> all of these Memphis running backs, and it happens to be timely because we'll be talking a lot about a specific Memphis running back today. Um, but I've gotten to the bottom of why Memphis is running back university. Okay, do you care to share? I figured we should roll the intro and then it, it's like a cliffhanger. <laughs> okay. All right. <laughs> Welcome to the fantasy football Sackos podcast with your hosts, Jason Shellcross and Alex Krobe. Let's go fantasy football Sackos. All right. So Alex is recording live from Memphis, Tennessee. We got yep, some week. So- correspondent the sackos correspondent on the road trying to figure out what's in the water down in memphis i didn't even know you're on vacation <laughs> i mean it wasn't going to impact anything so like whatever i'm fine i love so, it i i have this giant glass of water here um and hannah's mom came in from out of state and just raved about the water and i was like what can be so good about Memphis water? And I tasted it and it's fantastic. It's really good water. So if you do like a quick Google machine, Google machine search for why is Memphis water so good? It's because there's artesian wells below the city. And so the water is fantastic. Artesian. And that is why Memphis is running back university because of their water. And we've talked about it. What Daryl Henderson, Tony Pollard, uh, Antonio Gibson, and who else? What? I'm missing one. Isn't Kenny Gainwell? Oh, yeah. Kenny Kenny G. That's right. Kenneth Gainwell. Probably. Which is ironic that I came down here to do this investigation and all of a sudden... Down goes Miles Sanders, and here comes the guy that you've been talking about for weeks in Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah, so let's dive into it. Um, Miles Sanders leaves with an ankle injury. Um, evidently, it was reported today that it's one of those that looks worse than it really is. So I would assume he probably misses some time, however, maybe one, just a couple of weeks. Yeah, we um, but with that, I mean, Kenny G is probably one of, if not the top waiver priority of the week. How much are you going to drop on Kenny Gainwell? 
So we thought that he was going to take over throughout the year, right? And I still think we're that he's going to at least at some point because Miles Sanders hasn't been super effective and or they're just not running the ball and or Jalen Hurts is just the running back that you want to own there similar to Lamar Jackson and running backs when they get down at the goal line and Hurts I think is leading them in goal line carries. Um, so I like Gainwell and you, if you look at their fantasy uh, playoff schedule, it's it's pretty solid. I mean, I we're going to do a podcast at some point about this, but Philadelphia's running backs as the sec currently, they have the second easiest playoff schedule down the stretch. They're going to be facing on average the 24th ranked defense um, as far as allowing points goes. So it's it's the second best playoff schedule. So they're facing Washington, the Giants and Washington to end the season. So like it's a great matchup if you can get there. And assuming that Gainwell is going to be the guy, you're going to have to hold on to him because he's clearly the receiving back of the two. Or at least they're incorporating him more than they are Miles Sanders. So this is probably a a 20% play unless it comes out that Miles Sanders' injury isn't that serious in the next day before waivers process, and then I'd lower it. But if you've been listening to us, you probably stashed him. Now, maybe if you gave up, uh, on him, which I don't entirely blame you for, Jason. I know you did not in our league of record. So congratulations. Good job by you. Thought about it. It was real hard to keep him this week with all these buys, but I somehow yeah. figured it out. Thanks to uh, thanks to an IR slot and Tony being able to slide in there for the weekend. Yeah. So, I mean, this is probably. I mean, this is probably a 15 to 20 percent play. Um at least for me, I, I don't think you need to go super overboard. Um, and it, with Miles Sanders potentially going to be able to play, you don't want to go too crazy. Yeah. Um, you know, I think I'm right there with you, probably at about 20%. It's one of the lower ads. I guess I wouldn't be surprised if somebody spent up more than that just because people are starting to get desperate and fall out of playoff contention and people yeah. probably also need to get some wins to, you know, have a shot. Um, but he only split carries with Boston Scott uh, when he when he uh, when Sanders did go down. Granted, right. you know, he did have the four catches, 41 yards and a score. That was a nice little receiving touchdown he had against the Raiders. Um, yeah, and Scott was getting the goal line carries uh, when they were down there in the fourth. I don't understand it. I mean, his usage has gone from unpredictable to start the season when in game one he had nine carries to, I mean, almost irrelevant. Last week against Tampa, he only had uh, one catch for one yard and no rushing attempts. So it was really tr- uh, tra- trending away from being useful fantasy wise. And honestly, there were a lot of leagues where he was dropped. Um, he lost about 8% in rostered being rostered in ESPNs in the last week. So son of a biscuit. Yeah. Sucks he's for only, those owners. He's only rostered in about uh, 25% of all ESPN leagues. So he's definitely going to be widely available. I'm with you on that 20% though uh, of fab bid Um, between Jalen Hurts running the ball in and Boston Scott forming some sort of two back committee. 
Um, I'm not super hyped. However, what I will say is I don't think the matchup next week gets any better with Detroit. So he should have a really productive week if Sanders sits. Yeah, right. Exactly. So I, I like the, the upcoming matchup and the playoff schedule is more of the bid here. Even uh, we're assuming Sanders is coming back. So uh, if he gets the one week where he gets to face Detroit, then hell yeah, fire him up. And maybe even Boston Scott is worth an ad for zero. Um, just to try to snag a goal line touchdown. If, if you have, you know, Vegas, uh, who's on a buy or, or one of the Baltimore running backs and you're, and you're desperate. Yeah. Yep. I'm with you. All right. Next up is somebody that is recently eligible for our list of waiver ads, because prior to this week, he was actually rostered in more than 50% of ESPN leagues. Uh, but because of bye week hell and injury, he has found himself currently rostered in only about 44% of leagues, and that is Kadarius Tony. I firmly believe that Kadarius Tony should be rostered in all 12 team leagues, regardless yep. of format. Um, you know, he had 22 combined targets in weeks four and five. Uh, and almost, two, well, well over 250 receiving yards in those two games. Uh, did hurt himself at the end of the Dallas game. Came out in week six against the Rams. Had three targets and three catches for 36 yards on the first drive yep. of that game before re-injuring that ankle. Sat out week seven um, and I think was a bye week casualty with the injury. So I'm just, I would not drop him anywhere if I had him because I think the potential is there to be the not, I don't want to say the next Jamar Chase, but it could be very nice for him. There may never be another Jamar Chase in what he's doing. Yeah, it's incredible. There really is. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on Kadarius Tony. Um, I get why people might have dropped him because of his injury and just needing to fill roster spots after last week. Um, and maybe he's kind of sliding under the radar at least a little bit, right? Yeah. Um, How much would you bid? Just, uh, I think you can probably get him for 10, 10 to 15. Uh, I don't think you'll need to do more than that to get him, especially because yeah. he's coming off of a buy and and oh god the light went off where am i there we go um <laughs> the, the the joys of podcasting outside at a house you're not super familiar with um so i i think that i, I think you can get him for 10 percent um and i think he'll be super happy with uh with how that will turn out for you playoff schedule is dallas philadelphia chicago um which is just wonderfully fine um, and they've got Kansas City this week, and Kansas City cannot stop a blowing potato chip bag across the field right now. Like <laughs> it would juke them. So I I think that he would be a safe play this week. I'm assuming he's coming back. Um, they held him out this past week uh, to let that ankle heal up. And yeah, I think he's a beast. Don't forget, he's a first round pick. I think he was the fourth wide receiver taken. 
in this year's draft. And um, he's looked really, really great and a fantastic route runner and was basically Sterling Shepard on steroids, if we're being honest. A better route runner, quicker, um, and just as reliable from a catching standpoint. More elusive. Um, yeah, absolutely. And, and Daniel Jones has definitely taken a step forward this year. Their offensive line is a little bit better. Um, and he's hitting open wide receivers when they're getting open. And he's the one that can do it. Um, so if if Kadarius Tony is available in your league, you should definitely be adding him. Speaking of Danny Dimes, he was my quarterback stream of the week this week. Uh, again, really taking a step forward. He's rostered at only about 28% of ESPN leagues, but you know, Carolina is one of the stiffer defenses in the league. They're a top 12 fantasy defense so far this season. And he was able to put up 200 passing yards and a score did have another 30 rushing yards. So that nice little rushing floor in games where they aren't absolutely blown out, like from uh, Dallas and the Rams the two weeks prior, although he did get hurt against Dallas. Um, you know, nice to see. So nice to see him bounce back after uh, just a disaster of a performance against the Rams where he threw three picks. So, but if you're looking for a streamer, I think that Danny Dimes, Daniel Jones is a fine ad for week eight going up against Kansas City. Yeah, that's totally legit. I would also take a look and see if the thrill ride Ryan Tannehill is out there um, just because he seems like he's coming back on at least a little bit. Yeah. Um, I, I know I know that he torched the the Chiefs and they're the Chiefs and that's why we're saying Daniel Jones. Um, but it, again, they just have between Julio and AJ Brown and AJ Brown looked fantastic this weekend. Um, I, I do think Ryan Tannehill is going to be picking it up here down the stretch at least a little bit. Um, I I have a random question for you. I know we're doing doing waivers and stuff like that, but um, if you're a Derrick Henry owner. At what point do you get concerned about his usage? Um, like, are they really going to be able to give him 400 freaking carries this year and have him stay healthy? I mean, they might. I tell you, I mean, I know that I know they might, but it's just he is disgusting, man. Like, you cannot you can't just run this dude into the ground like this. We've been saying it for since we've started. That at some point he's going to get hurt, but his usage is astronomically high. Yeah, twenty nine rushing pace, attempts. He's on pace to break the NFL record, and part of that, right, is because you know there's an extra game this year. But his carries: seventeen, thirty five, twenty eight, thirty three, twenty nine, twenty, and twenty nine. Yeah, like. And yeah. yes, he he's the number one running back this year. But do you I mean, do you consider trading him just on the sheer off chance of because of injury risk? No, is way. that is that crazy? Yes. OK. All yes, right. I think I mean, look at their playoff schedule at Pittsburgh, home against San Fran and home against Miami. I think they're going to run San Fran and Miami out of the building. So, yeah. I mean, probably true. I, I'm just saying that it, I'm s just a little concerned. Um, they're, they're middle of the pack from a playoff schedule standpoint against those three defenses. Um, and, and they do have a week 13 bye week. So just, just keep that in mind. Yeah, it's going to um, be hard if somebody's on the fringe. Although, 
it would hard it would be hard to uh be on the fringe of making the playoffs if you've had Tarek Henry all season because the guy's incredible. <laughs> like Right. I I I agree with you. I'm just saying that and I'm not trying to speak this into existence or do anything like that. I'm just concerned about his usage being crazy high and all those hits that he's taken the last three years. Uh, that's that's all I'm saying. And, and maybe it might be worth picking up his backup if if he's available. I'm, I'm just throwing that out there. Yeah, yeah, I, I think so. I, I, although I guess I wonder how much the play calling would change if he was to get hurt. Um. Yeah. Yeah. But and so it is McNichols, right? That. Uh, yeah. Jer- Jeremy McNichols is currently there too. Um, for Tennessee. If so, if if he's I mean, he's rostered in two point two percent of leagues. I I'm. As as you kind of come out of these bye weeks and things are kind of weird, and he's available, and you have an extra roster spot at the end of any week, he would be the last like the Sunday morning ad that I would be trying to take a shot in the dark on each week, just in case Henry goes down. I think that that's fair. It just depends on how deep your league is. There's a couple guys that are less than 50% rostered. And I want to talk about uh, that. I think I'd probably prefer one of them is playing tonight, which is Alex Collins. Um, Doing a whole lot of nothing against the Saints, but he's only rostered in 50% of leagues. He's the starting running back for yeah. the Seahawks. Um, Chris Carson, nobody knows how bad that neck injury is except for Chris Carson. Uh, he's on IR. They're hopeful he's able to come back after the bye, which, you know, that next week they play Jacksonville at home uh, and then they have their week nine bye. So... You'd at least get one nice start, you would think, against Jacksonville. Again, doing not not a whole lot against New Orleans tonight. Uh, 12 for 28 on the ground, averaging a measly 2.3 yards per attempt. Um, not going to get the job done, but the week before against Pittsburgh, 20 rushes, 100 yards, and a score, um, which I think is not... I mean, that could almost be the norm if he keeps starting all season. And that playoff schedule... At the Rams week 15, don't love it. Uh, but then home against Chicago, who's giving up more than uh, 100 yards a game to running backs right now. And then at home against Detroit. So that has to be one of the more favorable playoff matchup uh, schedules for any running back. Um, so maybe think about stashing him as he's, again, only rostered in about 50% of leagues. Yeah, I don't even consider him a stash. I consider him a he should be owned in every league because he's a starting running back in the NFL. And who had 20 stash. rushing attempts. Like Yeah, like last week. And he's <laughs> still not being added because because of a, a mysterious butt injury. So yeah. I I think that yeah, he's he's more than a stash. Uh another guy who got dropped a ton this week was Alexander Madison who's rostered only in about 40% of leagues right now. He saw his uh, roster num- roster percentage go down about 16% week over week. So Alexander Madison, widely available, is the handcuff to Dalvin Cook. I think every Dalvin Cook manager should have Alexander Madison. 
Uh, he's proved his worth twice already this year uh, with yep. two 20-plus point weeks in weeks three against Seattle and five against Detroit. You know, Dalvin. Good matchups. Yeah, good matchups, yes, but also very featured role. He had 25-plus carries in each of those and more than 30 touches in those two games, each of those games. So, just saying, if Dalvin goes down again, which it would not be the most shocking thing in the world, it would be good to have Alexander Madison on hand. He'll definitely go down again. It just is a matter of will he stay down for a week or two for Madison. But yeah, I think I think he should be rostered. Yeah. Like I I it's funny. Can I can I can I just kind of diverge here for a little bit? If if somebody dropped Tyler Bass in your league from a kicker standpoint, and I, I you know me on this podcast. I'm the guy that talks about kickers all the time. But 20 minutes. He, we made it 20 minutes before you had to talk about a kicker. That's right. But he was the number one kicker coming out of last week. Um, I did have to drop him in a league and I was not super happy about that. Um, just, like Number one, I would go every position and sort by rostered and make sure that if anybody was dropped that has a high roster percentage, put a claim in on them. Um, you should have that functionality, at least on ESPN and Yahoo. Um, so double check that. But um, Tyler Bass should be like, he's going to be the number one kicker on the best offense going forward. Um, so if somebody dropped him, uh, I would actually consider spending a dollar or two to add him um, of your fab just because I think he's that much better than, than other, like than non-top five kickers. Yep. Okay, I'm not going to even add anything to that. Um, yeah, that's Alex's spiel on kickers. Hope you all Love enjoyed him. it. Uh, back to people that actually play the game. Um, <laughs> back to actually people that actually play the game. What about Devonta Freeman? Starting, I mean, did he generate any interest from you given his performance? With the Ravens. Well, I was facing him in a league this week and it really pissed me off because I think he had what like four carries for eleven yards and a touchdown or something like that. Um Yeah, Devonta Freeman finished with four carries, fourteen yards, a touchdown. He now has touchdowns in back to back games, and he had yeah. three catches for twenty five yards against Cincinnati. They are going into their bye week. So, I mean, do you make a waiver claim on a guy as he's going into his bye week? Probably not, only because I would assume Latavius Murray's coming back, who's been not spectacular uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Mediocre Murray. Ooh, like that. Um, so, yeah, I, I would not, um, unless you have open roster spots for some reason. Um, yeah, I would, I would not. Uh, I... I don't know. I just don't trust that backfield at all. Uh, what do you, you call them? Roster bombs. Yeah. Um, he's, he, he's somebody that would be, uh, you're damned if you do start him like this week, he would have scored what five points if he didn't score a touchdown. So <laughs> like very, very touchdown dependent back. Um, so yeah, I, for me, that would be a pass personally, just cause I don't really trust their backfield. Should you add Lat Murray? He's rostered in only about a third of ESPN leagues at this point. He has gone over the cliff 
of Dropsville. Uh, yeah, I feel like we've talked about him every single week, <laughs> right. right? At this point, um, another guy that you call roster bomb correctly. Um, yeah, and I'm that's, by that's next why, week. Yeah, so you probably just let him sit out there, and maybe you add him next week, um, and go after somebody else. Somebody else I would go after switching positions is Alan Lazard. That's Love right, switching positions. The Lazard King himself. The Alan future Lazard. Hall of Famer. Future Hall of Famer, Alan Lazard. Uh, don't worry, he will say hello to you on, what's that app that you pay people? Oh, Cameo. Yeah, didn't Cameo. did you try to pay him? You tried to pay him on Cameo, right? I sent him the it? money and he did not do it. That's correct. <laughs> Come so, on. I mean, he's, you know, he's a future Hall of Famer. He's busy. Uh, anyways... He's busy, so he's so busy. He's on cameo with Devonte Adams. Now being we should start a cameo. <laughs> we should. Maybe people Nobody... pay us. Yeah, right. I'd do to, it for a buck. Just... Oh, I'd do it for fifty cents. <laughs> <laughs> so so desperate. Alan Lazard uh, has now scored in back to back weeks. While catching eight balls on eleven targets, Devonte Adams, like we said. Is on the COVID list. Probably not going to make Thursday's game. Green nope. Bay. Green Bay has also gone fully remote with meetings. Um, so that's so going to be interesting. Bears. Yeah. Well, yeah. not great. Not great for the NFC North right now in COVID land. Um, I'm just saying maybe Lazard serves as Aaron Rodgers' preferred target. And what could Do be a want- shootout in Arizona. Yeah, do you want him or do you want Randall Cobb? It, like gun gun to your head one week um against Arizona, assuming they're both gonna be on the field a lot. I would prefer Lazard. Okay. Um Yeah, or because, Robert Tunyon. Like, you, you, yeah, you right. You you go back a year ago where um Bobby Tunyon. You, you go back a year ago when um Devontae hurt his foot. And all of a sudden, in comes comes Alan Lazard and had like twelve catches for a hundred yards, and uh, I think it was two touchdowns against the Saints on a Monday night game. And then he had a chest injury and was out for seven or eight weeks. Um, so it, it seems like when Adams is out, Lazard kind of steps in, and I think he's somebody you might be able to sneak a cheap bid in on, um, and potentially have a wide receiver one for the week. Alan Lazard is currently rostered. Guess the rostered percentage in ESPN leagues. Um, twelve and a half percent. Five. Oof. He is everywhere. Alan Lazard could be a wide receiver one in an Aaron Rodgers led offense, and is a fantastic sleeper candidate for Week Eight. Uh, and should COVID last? With Devontae for a little while. Next up, they are at Kansas City in week nine. So, could be a nice couple weeks for somebody desperate to make a spot start. Uh, you know, depending on how bye weeks and injuries are going right now. Um, right. If I'm the Devontae manager, I got to pick up one of them. So, I would probably put in a little 
$0.1 waiver claim for Alan Lazard? I don't think you have to put in any more than that, do you? No, probably not. Coming into the week, Arizona was giving up the 11th most fantasy points per game to wide receivers. Um, so, you know, top half of the league and uh, really top third um, from a points allowed standpoint. Um, so, yeah, he, sh- he should be a great uh, plug and play this week. Um, so, yeah, for sure. Yep. All right. Next up is another receiver, Khalif Raymond of the Detroit Lions. Detroit. Um, gosh, where where is he rostered at right now? Let's see. Khalif Raymond is rostered in a whopping six percent of ESPN leagues. Um, he's come on a little bit, honestly. I've thought about adding him a couple times throughout the season. He had 10 targets against Baltimore in week three. And you know, I chase targets because targets are opportunities for receivers, but he has yep. f- 15 targets in each of the, or 15 targets in the last two games combined uh, did have 115 receiving yards against the Rams in week seven. And they also gave him a rushing attempt, which was interesting, but uh, three. Uh, he's finished about half of his games in double-digit fantasy points, half, eh, seven or below. Uh, does have Philly at home this week. If you're real desperate, I could see some Khalif Raymond sprinkled in, but he's, I think, another $0 bid. Yeah, isn't this a um, like a modern St. Brown? It kind of goes back and forth each week of who you want. Yeah, Hawkinson it's him and really yeah. done. Yeah, any anything near what I thought he would be doing personally, which is super disappointing. And their offense just kind of sucks. I mean, unless this Swift, like you really can't start anybody besides maybe Hawkinson because you got him early and you're kind of stuck at tight end. Like yeah. I, I get the I get adding Raymond, and the game script probably fits, but I. I would not bid any money to try to get him. And I would say he's more of a desperation play than anything else we've talked about. Okay. Um, Hmm. Let's talk about a couple fringe guys and whether or not they're droppable. Um, tell me what you think about Odell Beckham jr. I think he's been super disappointing. We talked about potentially dropping him last week. Um, I think I'm closer by the week. Uh, Jarvis Landry looks like he's their number one when he's playing. And I would rather have Kadarius Tony. I would rather have Lazard. I would rather have pretty like Jacoby Myers at this point, even though he's never scored That's an NFL rough. touchdown. Like, it's just it's not where you want to be and he has been bad. Like he he was getting the, the sarcastic cheers from Cleveland fans this week and he's out there playing with like a torn labrum or something like that. He has two hurt shoulders. Yeah. Like, and he's a special talent, but he hasn't been good for three years at this point. And really you're just hoping that he goes off one week and you're trying to guess the week that it's going to happen and then he's going to go back into a irrelevancy. So I think I would at this point, he's almost like an intentional drop just to try to make somebody else in your league miserable. 
Roster bomb, baby. Yeah, finished uh, uh, with two catches for 23 yards on six targets against Denver at home. So that was a miserable showing, uh, whopping 3.3 points. So not going to get the job done. Tell me how you feel about Kenny Galladay, who is also now being dropped widely. His rostered percentage has decreased double digits in the last week. Uh, hasn't really seen game time since week five. Um, he had three targets in that game, got hurt with his knee injury, uh, still has not played. Do you think even if he comes back, he takes the wide receiver one role? Do you think Tony threatens that at all? I don't really care about Kenny Galladay because he <laughs> doesn't seem to really care about anything either after he got yeah, he's been hurt for the better part of two years. He was a top five wide receiver two years ago. And we didn't know where to draft him last year. We didn't know where to draft him this year. I think he's fine being dropped. Um, I think that the, like even when he was playing, Sterling Shepard was the number one option there when, when everybody's healthy. And now Kadarius Tony seems like he's come on. Unfortunately, they gave him like $50 million guaranteed, didn't they? Or something crazy. Yeah. So he's not. He's not just going to, what a freaking mistake. What are you doing? Um, so he's not going to go away. At some point, he's going to be back on the field because they're paying him so much that they can't not put him back on the field. But until he actually plays in a game again, I don't think he should be rostered. What about, what about Allen Robinson and the state of that player's oh, offense? Oh, God. Uh, you, full disclosure. Um, do you drop the quarterback if, proof? Allen Robinson, the safest third round pick that there is. Uh, we need to stop jinxing people because we said that about Ertz last year. And then Robinson uh, gets thrown in the conversation this year for back to back years. You uh, you traded him for Mike Evans in our league after like week two. Yeah. Yep. The writing was on the wall. Good, good job by you. Um. My God, man. <laughs> I think you just try to trade him for his name value alone. And See if you can get something. Just like a backup running back or try to get a handcuff if somebody had. I don't know. I You can't he's start been him. So, he's been, you can't start him. He's been so bad. Like, terrible. Like, he's, is he worse than Odell? He might be. <laughs> it's bad it's bad I, I feel terrible for Allen Robinson rosters because you were expecting him to have 115 120 targets with a potential rookie quarterback swinging the ball over the field and you might get 90 targets maybe on your on his current pace with like 60 catches like, it's bad. I, I'm sorry, everybody. That's an Allen Robinson owner. I feel bad for you. And maybe it's one of those things where you just, like, you look at him and you're just disgusted because you're like, I, I trusted you and you hurt me. And every week you hurt me. And sometimes you just got to cut bait and, and wish him well and hope it's not a Dwayne Bow from like 2013 situation where all of a sudden he scores like 10 touchdowns the last eight weeks of the season. 
Allen Robinson is currently wide receiver 60, just behind Byron Pringle. <laughs> Jeez, man. Once you pop, the fun don't stop, but it has stopped with Allen Robinson, and that is that's disappointing. I yeah. mean, there's no other way to say it. That That's terrible. He is 54th in routes, 39th in targets, 47th in catches, and 58th in yards at the wide receiver position. Honestly, I would drop Allen Robinson and pick up Deshaun Watson. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. Just like, so the, the trade deadline is November 2nd, right? This is the last weekend or the last week that, that they can trade players. Uh, I guess it goes through next Tuesday. And I, I was picking up Sean Watson in pretty much every league um, that I could because I didn't want somebody stuck in quarterback hell to get him. It, you know, traditionally, he's been a top five quarterback in, in fantasy. And from all indications, they're not, they're not going to put him on the commissioner's exempt list. So he can play as soon as he gets traded. I mean, I, I don't know. If if you like him throwing to Jalen Waddle and Gasicki and Devontae Parker and Will Fuller, but I mean I think he would become a top five quarterback pretty quickly again. Uh, off the field stuff aside, I I would rather take a shot of having a top five quarterback the rest of the season than sit there and look at Allen Robinson on my bench who I'm never going to start. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you, I, you you always go for the upside play. I guess you know. I I don't know. I have a moral quandary in like whether or not I think Deshaun should even play. I I don't know if he will. I guess I'm I'm, I'm not sure. Um, but I guess somebody in your league is going to pick him up and play him. So maybe it might as well be you. I'm I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, if if some if somebody's trying to like start Sam Darnold or. Or um, Joe uh, Jones obviously this week works, but who's stuck in like the Matt Ryan, Roethlisberger, Jameis Winston hell? Like, I don't want them to take a, a probably a pretty good roster that doesn't have a quarterback, and all of a sudden add Deshaun Watson to it. That would just be stupid to let them do that. Yeah, yeah, it's going to be interesting because I don't know. Everything is pointing to Deshaun eventually being traded. It's just, is it Carolina? Is it Miami? What purpose does it serve the Texans to just let him rot on their roster? I, I, it doesn't do any good. Yeah. I'm with you. Um, let's see here. Do you have any interest in Ronald Jones? He's rostered in about 30% of leagues. He looked pretty okay. Or what do you think that was just game script because it was against the Bears? Yeah, it was game script. They were ahead, obviously, by a whole heck of a lot. He looks fine when he when they give him the ball. He's always looked fine. Clearly, they prefer Fournette. Um, and third down work goes to Gio Bernard. And Ronald Jones is just a guy. It. I mean, I thought he'd be a little bit better and have a more of an impact this year, um, yeah. but it's it's been it's been all Leo. So um, yeah, I 
I don't think you need to worry about it unless Fournette gets hurt. What about one to get ahead of with Michael Gallup hmm. uh, being designated to return from IR with his calf injury? Uh, Dallas now has 21 days to activate him. Um, do you think that maybe he's worth just, you know, throwing a dart at to see what he does in that Dallas offense? Yeah, I mean, he was very involved week one uh, before he was getting got dinged up, right? He went on IR after week one, if, if I recall. Sorry, don't seven don't targets week one, seven targets week one, only four catches for 36 yards, but still the target number you want to see. Yeah, I, Dak also threw the ball close to 60 times that game, uh, or at least 50, close to 50 the first week um, because they couldn't run on Tampa Bay. I, Yeah, I mean, go ahead and add him. I think he's probably going to be a flex play uh, from the wide, wide receiver spot with um, some higher upside weeks, and it doesn't seem like Mari Cooper's staying super healthy. Um so yeah. their their bye week seemed to have come at, at a good time. So hopefully his hamstring gets healthy. Um, but yeah, I, I think he's clearly the the wide receiver three in that offense. And they were targeting Cedric Cedric Wilson a lot um, in that Patriots game, um, and he cost them like fourteen points via fumbles or dropped touchdowns. And Michael Gallup is really good. So um, I. Yeah, I, I think he's a fun preemptive ad and you want everything to do with that Dallas offense because their schedule coming up is is just fantastic. Like there's there's no doubt about it. So they're coming off the bye and then they have Miami, Denver, Atlanta. Here, stop when I uh stop when I get to a defense you're afraid of. Minnesota, Denver, Atlanta, Kansas City, Raiders, New Orleans, New Orleans. It's probably it's probably the one. And then finishing with Washington Giants, Washington, Arizona. Like, Arizona is also very good on defense so far this year. Yeah, but that's probably a shootout at the end. Um hopefully there everybody's playing everybody. Um but yeah, I I want everything to do with the Cowboys offense um cuz they are explosive and they're going to score 30 points every game. Okay. All right. Uh, what about what about some tight ends? Um, you know, CJ Uzama. I was gonna say CJ. Who's your mama? Um, yeah. Currently rostered in only about ten percent of leagues. Uh, tight ends a position a lot of people are thin at. He has not really had the targets, but he's had the production. Three targets, two, uh, three catches for 91 yards and two touchdowns against Baltimore. Is that, do you chase it? Do you, like, I would like to formally apologize to my wife on the podcast because we were driving down to Memphis and we were talking about our fantasy team. And she was starting CJ Uzama. And oh no, I said to her, You meddled in it. I, I, I think meddle's the right word. I, I do. I, I think that was the right word. And I said, Let's just take a look at your free agents. And the first person she said was Zach Ertz. And I said, You said no you to need- that too. 
I said, you need to, you need to pick up Zach Ertz. So at least Ertz had the 50 yard touchdown. Um, and I, I do think Ertz is a better season long play just because he's going to have more targets. Oh, Uzama yeah. hasn't had, Uzama has not had over six targets, um, which is just one game. Otherwise, his season high is three targets. So that is, uh, you have to chase the targets. He's not getting targets. Touchdowns are weird. You can't predict them. And with their offense, you have to expect Boyd and Higgins to pick it up at some point, at least marginally, right? So, I mean, how many touchdowns do we think Uzama is going to finish with? Because he already has five. Like, yeah. he, there's no way he's this year's Bobby T. Bobby T. No, yeah, it's been interesting as a T. Higgins manager. Uh, T. Higgins had 15 targets last week against Baltimore. Wow. Fifteen. 15 targets only turned it into seven catches for 62 yards. Like, wow. So frustrating. I love the volume, but it's just not turning into anything. Um, T Higgins is hard for me. I don't, I don't know what to do with him. I can't start him right now. He's just not producing well enough. I mean, yeah, rostered in 90% of leagues. He was wide receiver 57 coming into the week. I know he missed a couple games. Yeah, uh, with with the injury, but but he's only averaging about ten points a game, so which which he hasn't hit since week two, and we're talking about week eight now. Great matchup with the Jets uh, and Cleveland uh, coming up, but I mean, I guess you try to trade him, but if you're like. If you're going to talk about 15 targets, and I, I know Jamar Chase is kind of the, the show stealer there. I mean, maybe you go out and try to get yourself some T. Higgins. You had touchdowns in the first two weeks um, with, with nonsense. And I mean, with wide receivers, you just chase the targets. So 15, 15 is a lot. Yeah, he is. Uh, he is down there. But it's it's frustrating, man. I really thought T. Higgins was going to be a thing this year, but it's just been the Jamar Chase show in Cincinnati. Yeah, and and I feel bad about kind of poo pooing him. It, uh, side note, um, I know we're recording this, but can you delete that uh, "Do Not Draft Jamar Chase" YouTube video that we have posted? Thanks. <laughs> um, but that was purely a we didn't think Jamar Chase was going to be bad. We just thought that T. Higgins and Tyler Boyd were had enough of a target share where it kind of limited all limited all of their upsides. Um, but definitely did not see a potential 1800 yard receiver coming uh, out of that offense. And Burrow's coming off an ACL tear and Joe Mixon's coming back and he's going to get 20 carries and a couple catches every week. Like. Yeah. I'm I'm just really surprised at what at what he's doing so far this year. Um and so maybe maybe Higgins does kind of pour it on as all NFL teams are like, all right, let's let's stop the rook. And that's why they're gonna start throwing to Higgins and Boyd a little bit more. Would it would not be entirely surprising. Yep. Absolutely. Uh I have a defense to stream, and I can't believe I'm going there but it is the Cincinnati Bengals defense yeah um, I think that they've like I, 
They've been better than I ever thought they would be on defense. Um, also, and then they're going up against the Jets, who don't have a quarterback. Well, actually, they well, have Joe Flacco in route. Yeah. Unbelievable. Joe Flacco's back as back a Jet baby. Yeah. Yeah, they, they've had a sack in every game, have the Bengals. Um, the Jets are giving them up at historic pace. Uh, and there's not really anything to write home about with their offense. So at the Jets, um, and the Bengals run a very, like, they're kind of boring to watch, honestly, until Chase makes an outstanding play, but they, they like, they do a lot of ball control. Like, they'll just give the, they have no problem on first down, just turn around and giving the, the ball to Joe Mixon and have him run two and a half yards and falling down. Like, they're, they're totally cool with kind of a slow, methodical, possession game with some deep shots every once in a while so it helps keep their defense fresh and it's a great matchup against the Jets yeah it's uh, definitely definitely a better team than I thought it would be Uh, they did have five sacks against Baltimore so um, they've been productive leading the league in sacks yeah, and especially if your defense scoring does not inc- like account for yards and it doesn't really matter, um, their defense has not given up more than 25 points this year, which is really pretty good, um, just scoring allowance. So they, they've allowed 25, 24, and 21 were their three highest allowed points in seven weeks. Everybody else is, or every other week has been under 20. So um, they're going to get you some points, and I would expect, it to be more than a few uh, against the hapless Jets. Yep. And uh, one just random dart throw is uh, Marlon Mack, who still has not been traded, although they've mutually yep. agreed to seek a trade. Are you stashing Marlon Mack at all? Yeah, if, if you have the roster flexibility to, I guess you kind of have to. Um, I don't know where he would go to be productive, though. Um, like the Chiefs. Yeah, but they're. I mean, Daryl Williams has been fine for them, and their offense is or their problem is not the offense. Well, well I their mean, offensive is. line is trash. Yeah, so it doesn't really matter who you put back there. Um, the Ravens. I, I that would be a. I don't care, honestly. Okay. Well, that's all I have for roster ads. Is there anybody else that you want to chit chat about? I don't think so. Um, but yeah, I, I think we're getting closer to handcuffing season. Um, I, obviously, with with Thanksgiving coming up, um, and and Christmas around the corner, and starts to get a little chillier out, and time to start handcuffing some of your studs. So. Um, I, I would just keep that in mind um, when it comes to some of these some of these guys. I, I mean, may, maybe Hasties for the 49ers. Uh, Trey Sermon was was completely not in the picture yesterday, and Hasties was the third round back, giving Elijah Mitchell spares um, on the sideline and breathers. That that would be the only only other thing that possibly hops into my head. Okay. Yeah, I mean Trey Sermon, I think is a one hundred percent drop candidate. Like, yeah, yeah. He, I mean, he he did literally nothing yesterday. So. so, 
Well, thank you for reporting live from Tennessee on vacation. You're welcome. Uh, uh, it's the artesian water and it's delicious. Artesian water. Gotcha. Well, I'm going to go enjoy some non-artesian water, but I hope you have a wonderful th- uh, rest of your vacation. And to the Sackos, I say thank you. Have a good night. Wait, actually, hey. we, oh. we, we, we totally dropped the ball. Alex, which which balls? Our very very smooth ones. Thanks to Manscaped. That's right, guys. Uh, the fantasy football sackos is brought to you by Manscaped. You can use. Come on, guys! You didn't think we'd get through an entire show without talking about Manscaped? You can did you? use code sackos s a c k o s to get yourself twenty percent off and free shipping worldwide. Worldwide. Um, all. Manscaped products. That is right. Code Sackos, S A C K O S, to get 20% off and free shipping worldwide on your Manscaped products. Um, have you tried the, the, uh, like nether region deodorant? Because I've not. Uh, I, I, I got it. I have. I, uh, I gave myself a little spa day, little, little treatment. Did the, uh, clean up whatever the deodorant and then there's like a spray as well it was delightful so if you're uh, searching for stuff other stuff I just want you guys to know that they have a bevy of products it's not all just shavers yeah I when you first kind of hear about Manscaped you're like what um, and they're, they're it's really great they've basically designed everything for like they know that men are lazy and so well women try it too yeah but we have what like two women listeners it's your mom and uh like somebody your wife (laughs) yeah no she doesn't listen she she fully (laughs) she she fully admits that 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 is not the case basically I, i play her the ad reads every week just so she can hear what uh if you use the word dagger or oh 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 Oh, oh, damn. Be careful. Oh, it's Halloween. Don't cut your nuts. Um, so I don't get um, daggered. Yeah. Dad, with the dagger. Um, I um I, I can't speak highly enough about their products, and it's uh it's cool that that they're sponsoring us um in some form or fashion, not only to to get their names out, but really uh um just helping us out kind of as a as a podcast partner so we uh we cannot thank them enough and f- recommend their products enough to you guys especially with handcuffing season coming up um get treat yourself get yourself a good gift there you go all right thank you guys have a good night kamara 11 targets 10 catches tonight 128 yards dude is just a machine man unbelievable yeah and everybody thought that would stop when Drew Brees went away. Yeah, but like he was going to have 80 catches regardless. Like he always has 80 catches. But my God, man, just so good. 30 points just cost the guy in our league a loss. Wow. That's what a come from behind wind. 
It's true. All right, guys, thank you uh, for listening. If you want to check out um, our YouTube page, if you want to introduce somebody to the Sackos, we always put our uh, our best uh, recommended pickups of the week uh, video version. So if you'd like to put our wonderful faces uh, to our voices, uh, you can always check us out and subscribe that would be super awesome um otherwise uh coming up uh at some point i've already done the research we are going to have our uh trade podcast uh coming soon um in a shocking development uh the same team has the best uh schedule for running backs again um which is just amazing and it's the freaking chicago bears as a little as a little uh teaser there uh for the last playoff schedule so maybe just maybe if uh somebody's willing to part with uh david montgomery you mean Khalil um, herbert maybe i mean maybe it will be a little split uh this week also i i, I know we're done and i we're just going to keep talking i'm going to keep talking because i don't really want to go back inside um <laughs> just keep moving around so the light doesn't turn off again <laughs> yeah ah. <laughs> Um. So now that now that Matt Nagy has COVID this week, I would be very willing to bet that the Bears' offense and their team is going to look considerably better this week as a Bears fan, and that just makes me sad. Also, it's unbelievable that the Bears have beaten the top two teams in the NFC or in the AFC this year. Between the Raiders and the Bengals. How the hell did that happen? Well, I mean, there's the Bills, two of the top teams in the AFC. Yeah. Okay, fine. But like, it's. So the Bills have one law. No, the Bills have two losses. They, they yeah. lost to the Steelers and the Titans. So literally, if, if you look at playoff standings right now, the top two teams in the AFC is the Raiders and Cincinnati because of because of division yeah. record or because of conference records. Bengals are so, first in the AFC North, Raiders are first in the AFC West. Yeah, it's it's crazy. Being a Bears fan sucks, man. Yeah. Also, Tyler Heineke, Taylor Taylor, Taylor Heineke scored a damn touchdown against Green Bay, uh and I'm still pissed that I lost that over under bet. <laughs> complete crap oh i'm sorry all right well that's that is going to do it thank you guys have a good night bye thank you for listening to another episode of the fantasy football sackos podcast follow us on instagram and twitter at the ff sackos